Y'all, nothing excites me more than talking about podcasting. I've I've had some people tell me, like, you know, Crystal, you really light up when you talk about it. So that's how I know that you're totally into this podcasting stuff. And it just makes me laugh and it makes me a little embarrassed. And I'm just like, oh my gosh, they think I'm a total nerd. I'm the biggest dork alive who is obsessed with podcasting. But it's true. And that is what, like, it's just the thing that lights me up so much. And I wanted to let you know that Profit Podcasting is going to be opening again for the last time in 2019 at the end of November. So if you want to be around this energy, like I can't even tell you how much I get excited every single day. I hit the ground and I just think I'm so blessed to talk about podcasting and teach other people about podcasting. If you want some of that energy, then I encourage you to join the waitlist for Profit Podcasting. You can find all the information and what the course is all about at ProfitPodcasting.com. And I encourage you to join the waitlist because this is going to be the last time the doors open in 2019. And I encourage you to grab your spot because this is it, guys, for 2019. So I want you to jump in. We have so many fun things in store. And if starting a podcast in 2020 is on your to-do list, you need to be in Profit Podcasting. So join the waitlist, and I will see you there. So I recently created a YouTube video that was all about the five mistakes I see new podca- new podcasters make. And most of these were things that I did myself very badly. And so it's funny because I posted this and I had several students and clients reach out to me and say, oh my gosh, thank you so much for making this video because it is some of the things that I just never would have thought about. So I thought, well, I'm being a little stingy by not sharing this message with you too. So today we're going to talk about the five mistakes I see new podcasters make. So let's get right to it. Welcome to the Profit Podcast, where we teach entrepreneurs how to start, launch, and market their podcast. I'm your host, Crystal Profit, and I'm so excited that you're here. Thanks for hanging out with me today, because if you've been thinking about creating a podcast for a while, well, I'm so glad you found this show. Think of this as the shortcut slash time-saving version of searching Google and YouTube for hours and hours trying to figure out the world of podcasting. Trust me, as a busy mama of three, I get it. You don't have a lot of time to be spent or wasted, I should say, searching the web, trying to find all the right ideas and all the amazing things that are out there and you just end up overwhelmed. Trust me, I've been there, done that, took home the souvenir. But this podcast is going to help you in practical ways because twice a week we'll be delivering episodes that are going to give you steps to help you create a podcast your audience can't wait to listen to. So let's get right to it, shall we? So like I said, we're going to talk about the top five mistakes I see new podcasters make all the time. And these kind of started off as ones that I did myself before I started gaining momentum on my podcast. But 
the more that I just go deeper and deeper into the podcast world and working with clients and hearing back from my students, I still see people make some of the some of these same mistakes just over and over and over again. So if you're just getting started, like this is your word of warning, you need to avoid these at all cost. Like it's not just something like, oh, trust me, I got stories. I got tons of stories I'm going to share with you today of why you need to avoid these. But just know that there is a reason why I'm sharing these here with you today because a lot of them held me back for a really long time. I could be further along in my journey. I could have been more organized beforehand. Like there's just so many, of course, what if scenarios, right? Like what if I would have known this two years ago as opposed to just knowing it today, but we're not looking back. We're not dwelling on the past. We are moving forward with a plan for the future. So if you've been podcasting for a while and making some of these mistakes, then I'm going to help you turn those wrongs into rights because I'm not just going to tell you the mistakes. I'm actually going to give you like strategies to come back from all of these if you've done one or any of them. So don't worry. I got you taken care of. I am here for you. So here are the top five mistakes new podcasters make. The first one. Oh, and this one is the most critical. This like... If any of these really resonate with you, I hope it is this one because this one can be the game changer, okay? Not planning ahead. That is mistake number one, not planning ahead. So this can really come back to bite you in the butt, for real. Like, this is all joking aside. I know I like to kid and play around, but if you do not plan ahead... This can haunt you for months and episodes later and it can totally, oh, it's just, it's one of those like sneak attack things where you don't think about it. You don't think like it's, oh, it's really not that important. You know, I can just figure it out. I don't have to plan my content out. I don't have to know what I'm going to talk about. I don't have to know what's going to happen a few weeks from now. But if you do not plan ahead, I'm telling you, this is if you're looking for a sign that you need to plan ahead, this is it. Because you're going to be in trouble if you don't do this. And it's the truth. One of the things that I made the mistake of when I first got started was just trying to come up with content on the fly. And let me tell you, my friends, this is the perfect recipe for feeling burned out, overwhelmed, And losing momentum in your podcast when you're first getting started. Because doing stuff on the fly, you know, I used to take a lot of pride in that. Like, oh, you know, I could just come up with content ideas and I can just think of this and start talking about it. And yay me, I'm amazing because I can come up with stuff, you know, at will. That's a good thing. And it's also a curse at the same time because I was so disorganized. I I had no idea when I was going to talk about what and then I would think something was a good idea but then I would decide against it and then I would you know it would be the day before an episode airs and I have nothing because I couldn't make a decision because I didn't have a plan 
because I didn't really know what I was doing. So I found myself asking every single week, what am I supposed to talk about today? And that same question would come around next time. What am I supposed to talk about this week? Until finally, I just started feeling so overwhelmed, not knowing what I should talk about and thinking I did not have enough content ideas. I really did. I started thinking, maybe I'm just not good enough. Maybe I'm not cut out for this. But I was forcing myself to come up with ideas on the spot. And it's just, it's not a good long-term strategy So the way that I overcame this mistake and what I'm going to suggest to you is that you sit down and spend an entire day planning content. And I know maybe you're saying, Crystal, that sounds outrageous. I do not have an entire day. So I'll just, I'll retract that, okay? Let's just say an hour, one hour, 60 minutes. You sit down You turn on some music, y'all, I can't, like, I listen to Amazon Music. There are so many stations for, like, concentration and study music, but what I really enjoy is the acoustic versions of pop songs. Oh, yeah, that's a thing. They have, like, a top 100 playlist, and I love it because it's acoustic, so you don't really end up singing along with it, but you kind of do because you know it so well, and... Just all the things. So I'll turn that on. I'll set a timer and I'll say, okay, for 60 minutes, I'm just going to come up with content. And y'all, 60 minutes is like, holy moly for me. I could come up with so many ideas. But if you're just getting started, all you need is a good 20 ideas. And guess what? 20 ideas of content, if you publish on a weekly basis, is five months. That is five months worth of content if you can just plan 20 episodes. And I'm not saying that you have to actually sit down and record all these in an hour. No, I'm, not, I'm just talking about coming up with at least 20 ideas in the next 20, 24 or 48 hours, okay? I want you to actually put it on the calendar that in the next 24, 48 hours, you're going to set aside one hour And you're going to come up with the next five months of content with 20 ideas. Okay? I know. It sounds a little scary. You're like, oh, but I don't. Nope. There's no choice. And there's no bad ideas. Because an idea, you could put it down and say, this was terrible. I don't want to use that. Well, that's going to spur into something else. Because you're going to ask, well, what could I do that's better than this? Or what could I do that's a deeper subject than this? Or what could I do that really speaks better to my audience? Or what could I do that my audience would be excited to listen to? Okay, there are no bad ideas. Like, don't judge these ideas. Just get 20 of them out of your head. Because once you start, it's like a rusty machine, right? If you're not used to creating those ideas, it's going to take a while and it takes practice. But once you start doing this and you get really good at it, y'all... You could be unstoppable with your podcast if you can keep cranking out ideas and just keep going like, oh my gosh. But this is something that I teach my students and my clients to do on a regular basis because like I said, 20 ideas for a podcast can equal five months worth of content. And think about that. Think about if you knew that for the next five months, we're about to go into 2020. What if the first five months of 2020 
you did not have to plan a podcast episode. You had to record them, sure. You got to edit them, yep. It's part of the process. You got to promote them, you got to publish them. But you will not sit down in the next five months and ask yourself, what am I supposed to talk about today? Oh, doesn't that feel good? Oh, that just feels good. I'm actually, I'm going to be teaching a master class the first week in December that's going to be all about planning a lot more content. It's going to have a lot more ideas and I'll I'll put that information. Um, you'll have it. It'll be in the show notes of the next few episodes. So don't worry. It's coming. It's not here yet, but I'll let you know as soon as registration opens for that. But I don't want you to burden yourself each and every week with what am I supposed to talk about? I want you to sit down, plan, come up with ideas that you know are going to be a hit for your podcast. Or maybe ones that you're like, I don't know, this is kind of a mediocre idea, but maybe I can turn it into something awesome. I want you to give yourself freedom to plan and outline your podcast. And it just makes it more fun. That's really the bottom line. This will make your podcast more fun and less stressful because you're not worried, what am I supposed to talk about? I don't even know what I'm doing. Okay, so that's mistake number one is not planning ahead. Mistake number two that I see new podcasters make is being reactive and not being proactive. So this kind of goes hand in hand with not planning ahead. If you're being reactive instead of proactive, then by definition, you are just reacting to whatever is happening to happening to you, right? Like you are just, oh my gosh, I have so many examples of this. So let's say you're putting out content on a regular basis. You're putting a new episode out every single week. But then you realize, oh crap, I haven't planned anything for next week. Boom, you're being reactive. And then you realize, oh wait, I forgot to market something this week about my episode. Boom. Reactive, right? You're just reacting to the situations you're finding yourself in because you don't have a plan because you're being reactive instead of proactive. Or you can just simply realize that you're spinning your wheels, trying to keep up with the planning and the recording and editing and publishing and marketing and all of a sudden you feel super overwhelmed and this process isn't fun anymore. Do you know why I can relate to this so much? Do you know why I can go into so much detail about this? Because I've been there. This is one of these mistakes. I was always so reactive to everything and that is why actually... In one of the last uh, previous episodes, I talked about the ultimate podcast checklist. You can go grab that at crystalprofit.com slash podcast checklist. But the reason why I created that is because I was so reactive to everything. I overwhelmed myself with the process because I just didn't have a plan in place. I was thinking, okay, well, maybe I should do this next. Maybe I should do that. But I just, I was guessing at a lot of things because I didn't really know what I needed to do. And I never took the time to sit down and have an actual plan. So I want you to do that in the next 24 to 48 hours. That's why we're talking about planning. I want you to take time to plan things out and be proactive in your podcast journey instead of reactive when it comes to 
editing and marketing and planning and creating, right? Like it just takes so much stress out of the process. I hate it when I see a brand new podcaster, you know, don't get me wrong. There is a learning curve, right? There's a learning curve to understand editing and understand how to market and get your uh, podcast host set up, like all that stuff. Yes, there is a learning curve and there's going to be natural stressors that happen when you try something new, do something for the very first time. But then I'll see people that are four to six months into their podcast and they're just looking at me like... I don't even know what's going on anymore. I'm just like, I can't keep up. I haven't marketed anything in like three weeks because I don't even know what to say. I don't even know what I'm doing. I just, I hope that it's going to work, right? I hope that things are going to fall into place magically. And I love this quote and it's just, it's so funny because it's so true, but it's Rachel Hollis. I'm, I don't even know. I have no idea if she's the original one that said this, but Hope is not a strategy. You just sitting around hoping that things are going to work out is not the solution to your problems. So hope is not a strategy. I want you to create enough margin in your schedule so you can be proactive and you can plan for success in your podcast journey. I don't want you to react to everything. And trust me, if you can get this down, you're going to thank me later on and I mentioned this before, but I love Starbucks gift cards because y'all know I love coffee. Okay, so mistake number three that I see new podcasters make is comparison of other more established shows. I can't even say that right. More established shows. (sighs) So I love you guys. I really do. But I'm going to give you some tough love here because I'm in the spirit of tough love like lately. People, I think they take my southern accent, my Texas draw, and just think she bless her heart. She is just so sweet. But I'm going to give you some tough love because I am sweet. I'm actually this nice in person. You can ask people that have met me. They've known me online and they meet me in person. Crystal's awesome. She's she's so funny. She's so nice. But I'm going to give you some tough love, right? I'm going to give it to you straight because y'all need to hear this, okay? Y'all need to hear what I'm about to say. Do not compare your beginning to someone else's middle. And that's another quote for you. That is John Acuff. I I don't know if he's the one that originally said that either, but that is who I first heard it from. And I'm going to say it again. Don't compare your beginning to someone else's middle okay like don't compare you have a brand new baby podcast but you're comparing it to someone who has 700 podcasts and you're like oh they have millions of downloads they have all these amazing sponsors and they have zip recruiter on their podcast (laughs) is that just me like quick side note I listen to a ton of podcasts but zip recruiter Man, they got some advertising dollars that they're throwing out there because they are everywhere. I hear them like in every other show. I hear an ad for ZipRecruiter. I know it's totally, totally off subject, but this is one of the mistakes that I'm ashamed to admit, but I did this. I did this. And that's why I can give you this tough love because this is something I really needed to hear when I first started. I compared myself to other 
more established shows for a long time. This wasn't something I just did in the beginning. This was something that I did up until probably six months ago. And I still slip into it like every once in a while. But I've learned to catch myself. And it happens way less than it used to. So I'm not immune to this. This is me preaching to myself as well. I'm not just giving you the tough love. I'm giving it back to myself. But listen here, okay? This is more of the tough love than I'm going to give you today. If you are a one-person show, right? It's just you. And you're running your podcast, handling everything from booking guest interviews to scheduling the call and recording and editing and promoting and following up and like all the things, right? You're doing everything. Then you cannot compare yourself to someone who has an entire staff of people to handle all the things that they don't have time for or that they don't want to deal with, okay? Make sure you're giving yourself tons of grace. I have to remind myself this all the time. When I start falling into this comparison trap, I'm like, oh man, Dave Ramsey just has the coolest setup and Rachel Hollis just interviewed Tim freaking McGraw. Like, I just, I do. I'll see these shows and I just immediately slip into this comparison of like, oh, like they're doing all the, nope, nope. You snap back out of it. If you are just getting started, you're not going to have the same numbers as someone who's been doing this for a decade. Or if you're brand new to the game and you don't have a platform, you are literally starting from zero, then don't think you're going to have the same seamless processes and systems in place as someone who's been podcasting for a while. Okay, guys? Y'all, these things happen over time. Everything gets better over time. So give yourself some grace, put your head down and just do the work. I promise you're going to get better as you keep podcasting and you keep getting more episodes and interviews and everything under your belt. Everything gets better with time. Okay. So no more comparison. Just stop it. No more comparison. All right. Mistake number four. Oh, I'm going to try not to get on too big of a soapbox here because this is one of my pet peeves, but we're just, we're just going to go after it. We're just going to go into it. Okay. Mistake number four is I see people spending way too much time editing, way too much time editing. So at this point, I have done more than a hundred episodes. Okay. There has been more than 100 episodes of this podcast. And had I thought that I needed to edit out every single time I messed up, we'd probably still be on episode 10 right now. Like, that's just the God's honest truth. Like, if I thought everything needed to be 100% perfect we just, this would not be happening because it is way too stressful. It is way too stressful. And I'm, I'm not calling ever, like, I'm not just preaching to you. I did this in the beginning too. So I'm not just coming down on you. I know this is like a tough love type of podcast, but I'm also speaking to my beginner baby infant podcasting self. Okay. Because I did this too. I spent way too much time editing in the beginning. I would actually spend more than an hour editing an episode that was around 
30 to 45 minutes. I say an hour. I probably spent like two hours for real, y'all. It was a crazy amount of time that I spent editing because I tried to take out every single um or like I would zoom in. I don't know if you use Audacity or what editing software you use, but I use Audacity and they have this tool that you can zoom in on the audio file. So I would zoom super close in and if there was like an inhale or an exhale or something that was like to, I would edit it out, edit it out. Y'all, I sounded like a robot in some of the episodes because I got too crazy on it. Oh, and you throw somebody else into the mix and their audio, mm-mm, we got to sound perfect, perfect. I literally edit out every single little thing because I thought, well, you can't make mistakes. You just, you just can't. You, it has to be perfect. It has to be perfect. But this also made me feel like I wasn't good enough. So I'm going to say that again. Spending so much time editing made me feel like I was not good enough. And maybe that's where you are right now. Maybe you've been playing around with, okay, I think I'm going to edit. I think I'm going to record this. Oh my God, this sounds like crap. It's too loud. It's not loud enough. I say um too much. I pause. I have a weird sounding voice. I breathe too loudly. I have the sniffles from time to time. You can hear my cat in the background. You can hear my kids in the other room. Somebody just busted in the door. The dog's barking at the mailman. There's a weed eater going on in the back. Like all the things, all the things. And I know all of these because I've heard them all or I've experienced them. And I kept thinking, man, guys, this just isn't good enough. Like I'm not good enough. This It shouldn't be this hard. I shouldn't be making this many mistakes. I will never get better at editing. But the truth is, and this is for me and this is for you, you're going to make mistakes. You're going to mess up. Even I'm 100 episodes in and I actually just had to pause this because my three-year-old ran into the closet where I'm recording and said, I need to go TT. So I had to pause it. And then I started recording again. So hashtag real life, right? You're going to say something wrong or you're going to cough or you're going to lose your train of thought in the middle of recording a podcast episode. And that is okay. It's okay, guys, because you're going to get better over time. Why is everybody so dang hard on themselves? Why is it that you think that, okay, I'm going to start this, but I have to be as good as someone that's been doing this for 10 years, or I have to be as good as someone who's been doing this for six months to a year. I promise you that your audience is more concerned with the content that you're creating than you sounding perfect. They don't care. Like, I don't listen to, I'm trying to think of someone. So I've like, I love the Office Ladies podcast. If y'all haven't listened to that and you love the show The Office, oh my gosh, it's freaking gold. It is so funny. It is Jenna Fisher and Angela Kinsey and they are just, it is so hilarious. And I just, I love it so much. But if they edit it out, all the parts of them, like where they mess up and they mess up. They met, I mean, they're hilarious, but they'll say something wrong and they're like, oh, should we cut that? And then we're like, no, we're just going to leave it in. And I love it. It gives the show more character because they're just being themselves with a microphone on. And I think that that's what more podcasters should do. I really think so. I think that your audience will actually enjoy it a lot more. I know that 
I've had notes from my audience. I've had y'all tell me that you like it when I tell you like the messy behind the scenes stuff or I've edited stuff like I've just left it in because you've told me that means I don't have to be perfect either. So just take that into consideration as you start your podcast and you start editing going forward. Please don't spend so much time editing, okay? Like it's, I say, uh, what is it? It was, um, there was an episode, and I'll link to it in the show notes, but Amy Porterfield interviewed um, Brooke Castillo from the Life Coach School. And she said, everyone wants to do A plus work, right? We all want to have the A plus something like it's perfect, teacher's pet, like worthy content creation, whatever it is that you're making. But she said, we need to settle for B minus work. And for a lot of people, that's kind of cringeworthy. Like, what? What are you talking? B minus? That's not good enough. Yes, it is, actually. It is because if you get stuck in the perfectionist that you have to have everything at A+, you'll never put it out there or you'll only put out a fraction of what you could if you just settled for, you know what, done is better than perfect and we're going to keep going. So I'm going to link to that in the show notes because that was such a great episode. I really got so much out of it and it's honestly one of the reasons why you see this podcast and why you're listening to this podcast is because... I listened to that episode and it gave me the permission to not be perfect. So I'm going to link to that. It was such a great episode. But the last and final mistake that I see new new podcasters making is not promoting their new content. Oh, y'all. Podcast marketing really does. It just, it lights my heart on fire. It is so much fun. I love helping people come up with creative ways that they can connect with their audience and share their stuff. And you can go out and create the most amazing content every single week. But if you're not telling anybody that it's there, then you're missing out on the opportunity to share your important message, right? Your value. You're missing out on sharing that with the world. Yeah, you could probably get lucky and someone stumble upon your podcast and share it with millions of people and it goes viral, but that's probably not how things are going to work, right? Like that's that one in a billion that someone would just stumble upon your podcast and love it so much that they share it with the entire world. It's probably not going to happen, okay? And if you're a solopreneur here, you're a solo podcaster, it is just you, you have to be the marketing director and the promotional manager and the public relations person for your podcast. And I think that that scares a lot of people, especially if you're just a one woman or a one man show. Like you feel like you can't measure up to other shows that you compare yourself to, which we're not going to do that anymore, right? We're not going to do the whole comparison thing. But the truth is, is that no one's going to have as much passion as you do about your podcast. So even if I went out and hired a marketing expert tomorrow and said, okay, this is what I'm thinking. This is how I want you to promote it. This is how I want you to write things on social media. I want you to show up for me this way and I want this. Like, They're not going to really get it because you and only you 
like you're the one you understand your audience you understand what they want you understand what your unique selling position is for your podcast is it your personality is it because you share stories that people don't talk about or is it because you're just a silly old country girl who grew up in east texas and now you've fallen into podcasting and you share all the messy behind the scenes details and people love it I mean, I don't know. As I've I've gotten a few people tell me they love my Texas twang, and I'm like, well, I'm glad because I don't, you know, there's nothing really I can do about it. <laughs> it's not gonna go away. But like, you are the one that has the passion, and if it's hard to market, then I gotta say it's probably because your ego is standing in the way because it's not about you. Right? And I hope this is like a for real, this is a tough love episode, but your podcast is not about you. It's about your audience and who you're serving and how you can get them results or how you can inspire them or motivate them or educate them or empower them. It is about your audience. It's not about you. It should never be about you. So when you make that mental shift to... How can I create content that's going to motivate my audience? Man, the marketing becomes so much easier because all of a sudden it goes from this was my weight loss journey and how I did this and blah, blah, blah about me to do you want to know how I was 50 pounds overweight and I shed those pounds and I did it without any kind of crazy weight loss crazy thing? You can do it too. That's more inspiring. That's more enticing than I just want to talk about myself and talk about my journey and talk about what I did. How are you going to help someone with your personal story? Okay, I'm getting off on like on tangents. So I'm going to link to all this stuff and all the things that can help you with marketing because y'all know this is my jam. And if you haven't listened to the marketing episodes or um, actually looked at the um, the show notes for the marketing episodes because yes, I talk about a lot of stuff on the podcast, but if you really want to go deeper, I share a lot of visual effects and videos and all kinds of cool stuff on the website in the show notes. So if you listen to an episode and you love it, you love everything that's going on there, then I encourage you to hop on over to the website, which is crystalprofit.com slash episode whatever number episode. So go check that out. Like the show notes for this episode are crystalprofit.com slash episode one-on-one. So real fast, I'm going to do a quick recap of the top five mistakes I see new podcasters making. The first one is not planning ahead. The second one is being pre- Preactive is being reactive, not proactive. See, and I'm just going to leave that in there because I messed up, but it's okay because I'm not perfect and neither are you and we can all be imperfect together. And number three is comparison of other more established shows to your own. The fourth is spend too much time editing. Just stop it. That ends today. Don't do it anymore. And then the fifth mistake that I see so many new podcasters making is not promoting their own content, y'all. You have to be the biggest cheerleaders for your content and what you're creating. You have to do it. You have to because no one's going to be as passionate about your podcast as you are. 
But that does it for today's episode. So if this is your first time tuning in, I'd love for you to subscribe and hear what other fun things we'll be talking about in the next few weeks. Like I said, there is a cool masterclass coming up at the beginning of December that I'll let you know whenever registration opens, but it's going to be all about how to fill the first five months of 2020, how to fill your content calendar in 2020. And I'm really excited about it. I've been putting it together and it's going to be so much fun. But make sure to sign up for our free five-day podcast boot camp if you haven't done that. And check out the resources in the resource library. And like I said earlier, the show notes are at crystalprofit.com slash episode 101. And remember, keep it up. We all have to start somewhere. 